Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Bit of a lag on Facebook, but Facebook is currently also live. Oh, a bit of a sunshine on there, isn't that? That light's a bit bright. Turn it a bit. Um, so, people who on Instagram, nice to see you. Um, I have been away for a couple of weeks, uh, so it's lovely to be back. Wow, how lucky with the weather. Although, actually, I don't think it was luck. I do think, you know, I do think that... Um, do you think it is, there is a thing, you know, with all this manifestation and stuff? Having said that, I didn't really manifest it, though. I didn't really manifest the weather. But, you know, anyway, very, very um, nice weather while we were away. Um, and now we're back into it. And I've got to be honest, I mean, didn't really do anything for the holiday, but feel like I need another holiday. Um, but there you go. Uh, that's it. Enough of my problems. I'm going to now talk about your problems. So if you've got any questions... Uh, in the plastic surgery arena, feel free to post them on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the YouTube, because we are on YouTube as well. Let's not forget that um, I am a YouTuber. Um, so feel free to ask away. If you haven't got any questions, that's also fine, because I have got questions of my own. So um, Instagram has said something. Oh, God, I've got to get in there quick before it goes. Is it possible to feel your stitches pulling post tummy tuck fleur de lis? And is it something you should be concerned about? Oh, my God, Facebook as well. Um, is it possible to feel your stitches pulling? Yeah, uh, Rosalina, it's not so much the um, stitches that you can feel pulling, although it might be the stitches that you can feel pulling, but you can also feel the what this the stitches are attached to, if that makes sense. So when we do a tummy tuck, the deeper layers of the tummy tuck have got stitches which are um, attached to what we call fascia, which is, well, it's just a uh, um, white um, layer of, 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 of tissue uh, deep underneath the skin, and it really holds the stitches well. So that, that pulling on that, uh, on that fascia, you might feel that tension underneath the skin. So that's, that's normal. And uh, you no, know, it is nothing to be concerned about. Although if you are feeling it pulling, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm guessing you're doing stuff. Um, so maybe, you know, take it easy uh, is what I would say to you. But um, but yeah, the fact that you can feel a bit of pulling in your stitches, whether they, that be centrally with the rectus uh, muscle repair or whether it be down the lower part, then that's in itself not a problem. But uh, do take it easy. Uh, Danny, you're always discussing the most random things when I tune in. Thank you for that. Uh, take that as a compliment. Um, uh, Charlotte on Facebook. Hello. So nice to be here joining you again. Um, you may not remember me. Oh, um, I joined your Q&A just over a month ago and you answered so many of my questions. I have more. Um, Charlotte, ask away. Because I've got to be honest with you, Charlotte, you've got competition here because Miss Karina Bean has asked a question over there as well. Also, thank you. So much for taking time out of your own personal side to do this for us. It's such a great guy. Yeah, well, that's very kind of you, Charlotte. And Khan, long time no see. Khan, how are you doing? Lovely to see you here this evening. 
Um, Miss Karina Bean is saying, hey there, I've bottomed out implant confirmed by, or hold on a minute, confirmed by two surgeons who noted the scar was high on examination. However, six months on the scar is now in the IMF, inframammary fold. Uh, isn't that very strange? Um, bottom out implant, who noted the scar was high, six months on, the scar is now in the IMF. So what you're saying is your implant has gone up. Miss Karina Bean, your implant was bottomed out and it has gone up. Is that what you're saying? Because if your implant's bottomed out, your scar, this is scar, this is implant, just to be clear. Um, okay, we'll just use hands, shall we? Uh, I've got any implants. Anyway, this is, this is scar, this is implant. So your implant's bottomed out, so your scar looks high. You're saying now your scar is in the inframammary fold, so the implant has gone up. Isn't that strange? Yeah, that is strange, Miss Karina Bean. I think if anything, um, um, the implants often start high and settle in a downward direction. So that's commonly the way it goes. It usually goes down. So I would be a bit concerned if your implant was low and bottomed out that it might not set, might not improve, but it has. But what this tells us, Miss Karina Bean, is that you've got to leave things to settle because things do settle. And I think patients often don't believe you when you say that, or at least they think, oh God, it's gonna, you know, it's he's just trying to palm me off and stuff. But you have got to give things time. And that's great news that yours has, by the sound of it, sorted itself out. I hope I'm reading that right. Danny, we discussed me getting a tummy tuck. I have a large tattoo on my ribs and wondered how this will be affected. Do I need to send a picture? Hashtag ask JJ. Well done on using the hashtag, um, Danny. That's an early hashtag Ask JJ in there. What is it? 709. So nine minutes in and we've got a hashtag Ask JJ. Um, you can send a picture, uh, Danny. On your ribs, it's not going to be affected, I don't think, uh, Danny. To be fair, I don't think it's going to be affected if you have a tummy tuck, if it is on your ribs. The tummy tuck removes the tissue from your belly button down to your down to your top of the pubic hair. So your lower abdomen, that's where it removes uh, tissue from. It doesn't remove anything, uh, any skin above, or, or at least not uh, much skin above the belly button. So any skin higher than that, so obviously your ribs are higher than that, will not be affected. It might get pulled down a bit. So if you notice a bit of your tattoos on your lower rib, it might get pulled down a bit. But I don't think it would affect it significantly, Danny. But you're more than welcome to send a photo. Info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk. I'd be happy to have a look at it and get back to you on that if you would like. Uh, I second Charlotte's comments. Thank you, uh, Miss Bean. That's very kind to you and Charlotte. Um, Rosalina, is it okay to wait a few days longer to change FDL and breast lift tapes dressings? Was recommended to change every week, but needed to wait 10 days instead for some assistance. Now, Rosalina, I know for a fact I haven't done enough late flirtily tummy tuck for a while, so I don't think you're my patient. So I think you should talk to your surgeon because I don't want, want to be telling you what to do with your dressings if you're someone else's surgeon uh, patient, because I wouldn't really want one of my patients asking another surgeon what to do with their dressings because, you know, we all have our own regimes on it. So I would talk to your surgeon or your surgeon's nurse or, you know, someone about that about when you should be doing that uh, dressing, the dressings and what have you, uh, because we all have our own regimes. Miss, um, is that rain? No, I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a food mixer. <laughs> okay, 
No, it's the vacuum cleaner, isn't it? Okay, sorry. Um, Miss Karina Bean, it still is bottomed out when my arms are raised, but it's not so obvious now when I'm standing normally. Well, that's really important, Miss Karina Bean, because you don't you want it to look normal when you're standing normally, because a lot of times people will say, look at my implants. They look they look wrong when I'm getting that position. And I'm like, well, if they look fine when you're in a normal standing up position, if I fix the problem that way, look weird when you're in a, um, in a, say, an arms raised position. So if I make them look normal when you're in an arms raised position, they may not look normal when you're in an arms down position. And it's more important to have them look normal when they're at rest. Often when you get in funny positions, your body in general can look abnormal. You know, your tummy and your thing, you know, things can look abnormal when you're in. So that's good news, Miss Karina Bean. I would be, I would be saying that I'd be happy with that. Frankie Face, is it safe to lose weight after an aero reduction, or will it affect the nipple? I think it's always safe to lose weight, Frankie Face, and that will be absolutely fine. I mean, there's it's marginal what happens to the size and the shape of your areola when you lose weight. Well, 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 first of all, it's not so much losing weight; it's losing volume in the breast. So it's 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 um um. Come on, what's the word? Um, not always the case. Not always. It's um, unpredictable. Yeah, unpredictable what happens to the size of your breasts when you lose weight. So sometimes you lose weight and then nothing happens to the size of the breasts. Sometimes they get smaller. So that's the first thing. And then if they did get smaller, the areola might shrink a little bit. Uh, similarly, when they get bigger, the areola might get a bit, a big, bit bigger. But it's going to be marginal, the effect of the areola, bottom line. So carry on and lose weight. Um, we got a, can I just please point out, um, viewers, we've got a comment on uh, YouTube. We've got, so Amy Jade, I'd like you to confirm for the viewers that I am clearly a YouTuber because Amy Jade is watching me on YouTube. Not only watching, commenting. Look at that. Thank you, Amy. I mean, yo, yo, you is the comment. I'll take that. I mean, it's, yeah, that's a good comment. So thank you. Comments on YouTube are coming in thick and fast. Oh my God, she's giving two. I've got another one. Amy's got another one. I'm late. How was your holiday? Hey, Amy. Holiday was great. Um, weather was fantastic. And, you know, in this country, when you get good weather, can't beat it. You know, Costa del Cornwall, awesome weather, beautiful beach, you know, surfing with those little surfboard things. You know, not, not, I thought I had a wetsuit, but I'll be honest, full disclosure, I couldn't, I couldn't close it. I couldn't close it. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure I have used it in the past. So, um, but mind you, I was brought up on the beach and back in the day, um, our hotel in Cornwall was on, that was on the beach when I, when I was brought up. And then when you, only wetsuits were only for pro surfers. Now it seems like everybody and his uncle's got a wetsuit. So I, you know, I didn't know. Went in with, you know, t-shirt and shorts. It's fine, um, but uh, but yeah, really nice, really really nice break. Thank you, Amy, for asking. Um, <clears throat> what's going on here, Rosalina? How long after a breast lift can you tell what size your boobs are going to settle at? Hashtag Ask JJ. Hashtag, hashtag Jumping in on the bandwagon. Big fan of hashtag several words together that are never ever going to be used again and when you actually type it in it says you know one other post with this on it so um i would say your well first thing rosalina after a breast lift your 
breath, the size of your breasts, broadly speaking, should be the same as it was pre-op. So your size of your breast doesn't change significantly after a breast lift. <clears throat> I think, in fact, I've done one about five hours ago or so. Um, and, you, you know, you do remove some skin when you do a breast lift, but we weighed it and I think it was 18 grams on one side and 20 grams on the other side. So it's a very small volume that is removed when you do a breast lift. So broadly speaking, Rosalina, your volume, your size of breast, your cup size should not change. Your cup size should be the same post-op as it is, uh, as it was pre-op. But you're absolutely right to say things settle. And yes, they do take, they take about three months for them to settle, but it's mainly the shape that settles rather than the size. There will obviously be swelling and things, but I wouldn't um, have thought you need to go and buy any, particularly any new bras or things like that. You should be able to wear the same bras you're wearing before, um, but you're the difference is when you take the bra off the breasts don't settle they sort of stay where they are <clears throat> good god what has happened on facebook i'm just sorry i've just seen a comment come in on facebook quite frankly long i think it that is the award for the longest comment um wow um what's happened oh, oh look youtube now amy has single-handedly one, two, three, four comments on YouTube. Thank you, Amy. Cornwall is beaut. Um, you should have stitched it up. Amy, it would have broken. I couldn't, no one could have stitched that wetsuit up. I, I was, that, it was a, it, it wasn't going to happen. Um, so, um, I want. I've got. I've got. I've got. I've got. I've got to face Charlotte's message at some point in on Facebook. I'm going to put it off. Um, just I'll do Charlotte. I'm just going to do the YouTube, uh, the Instagram ones. But I will. I will. Oh God! Thank you. Um, I wondered if it would be stretched down and distorted. Now that's Danny. Is that the weight loss after an area reduction question? Let me just check. Oh no! It was a tattoo. Yeah, it will be. It might be a little bit, but Danny, but not a huge amount because the the um, skin and the ribs is 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 a bit more set. The movement comes from the skin from the belly button to the rib cage. The rib cage skin doesn't significantly move. So if they're on the rib, if your tattoo is on the ribs, I don't think it'll significantly distort. I don't think. Um, if it was on the upper abdomen, it might gets a little bit distorted but i wouldn't have thought it would be terrible even if it was on the upper abdomen but certainly on the ribs my gut feeling is that it wouldn't be uh, affected much uh danny frankie face not a lot of weight i'm talking like one dress size now frankie face were you the areola reduction yes yeah in that case go for it frankie face don't worry about the areola reduction you'll be fine um jackie crimes miss karina bean uh can implants placed over the muscle cause the natural breast to sag quicker than if the if it was placed behind the muscle no if you're worried people 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 often say can this nuance thing like i'm thinking crikey could it maybe it could i don't know there are some big things that have an effect so people arguing theoretically could this have an effect i'm like well maybe i don't know you know implants under the muscle get squashed a bit so should i have a bigger one i'm like well maybe but you know, not really, basically. So there are some big things that cause your breast to sag, Miss Karina Bean, and that is weight loss and um, children, having children. Those are the big ones. Um, having the breast implants uh, over the muscle is not going to make your breasts sag quicker. 
The difference is that when they're under the muscle, sometimes the muscle can hold them up. So the breast can fall off the, the implants and you have an implant sitting high and a breast sitting low because you really want your implant to sit with the breast. So particularly if you have got... So that's why patients... I might be going off piece here, but uh, you know, bear with me. Um, that's why patients who do have a bit of a sag can be a challenge because you you want the implant to sit with the breast. So everything else being equal, I would probably be more inclined to put them on top of the muscle if you've got a little bit of a sag. Assuming you don't need a lift, obviously, if you need a lift, then that's a different thing. But assuming you don't need a lift, I try and put them on top of the muscle to make the implants sit lower to sit with the breast because I don't want the implants being held high by the muscle. <clears throat> And that's where the challenging case comes of someone who's very slim. You can see their rib cage and their breasts are sitting low. So that's a challenging case because you want to put the implants on top of the muscle because the breasts are sitting low, but you're worried you're going to get rippling with see the edges. So that's why you think, oh, I've got to put them under the muscle. And that's where this dual plane, particularly the dual plane three comes in. A lot of people talk about dual plane. There's different types of dual plane. And, and the dual plane three is when breasts are sitting a bit low. So you actually do make two proper planes one on top of the muscle one underneath the muscle to release the breast off the muscle to let it sit with the implant and that is probably the most difficult type of breast augmentation you can do a dual plane type three um for someone who's got a bit of a sag but not much breast tissue <clears throat> but in answers that's not really answering question is it Ms. Karina Bean? uh no the natural breast is not going to sag quicker if the implants are placed beneath the muscle um uh rosalina is it safe to lose weight stroke gain weight half a stone a stone each way after a tummy tuck my weight goes up and down a bit naturally is it safe i mean you can do rosalina we all got to live a life but um but it's not ideal because it's going to stretch the skin but if it's a small amount it's not going to stretch the skin that much um so yeah it's not ideal but you got to live so if you ask me, I'd say don't do it. But you might say, well, I've done it already or I can't help it. I keep on my weight fluctuates. I'm like, well, that's what it is. I can't put it off any longer. I'm going to have to do Charlotte Tart Turner. I'm gonna, let's do it. Let's do it, team. Right. I'm going to show it on the screen, but it's not going to do it justice. Right. Uh, sit back, guys, because I will count. I don't know if I think there are questions on Instagram, but I will ask them. Right. Firstly, I am four weeks post-surgery. Breast implant replacement slash breast lift. Let me get this right. Breast implant replacement stretch. I got it. I traveled abroad to Prague to have a surgery. Second time I've done it, used the same surgeon. However, this time around his aftercare has been shocking. I'm sorry. However, this time around his aftercare has been shocking and he hasn't answered any of my aftercare questions, completely blanking me. And as he is abroad, it is a bit worrying. A few hours after the surgery, I fainted and landed very hard on my right breast. I caused a huge bleed, needed to be taken back into theatre to stop the bleed. Also had four blood transfusions in this process. Anyway, four weeks post-op, my left breast is looking great. However, my right breast is still very swollen and does not look round like the left one. It almost looks square on the bottom. I'm getting paranoid that I have damaged the implant strength, breast tissue. Are implants quite resistant to trauma? Is it wrong that I demand him to see me at three months to check this? Do you see your own patients at a certain post-operative date? As soon as I am back in the UK, that is basically it, lol. I don't get seen again. Do you maybe recommend I get a plastic surgeon in the UK to check seeing as mine can't be bothered? <sighs> right, not too bad actually, Charlotte. It looked, it looked worse than it was, but it's not too bad. Um, right then, Charlotte. So, sorry you've had a bad experience. Um, and it sounds like you've had a rough time of it. 
And what so the question is, are, are they resistant to trauma? Yes, they are resistant to trauma, Charlotte. And I normally say to people that you'd have to, you, if you did damage the implant, you'd probably do quite a bit of damage to your body at the, in the process. So a simple fall, um, it, well, it's not a simple fall because you've had a bleed and fall blood transfusion, which sounds pretty excessive, but um, um, a fall is unlikely to damage the implant, I would say. Um, and it's not unusual for it to still be swollen at four weeks. So that's that bit. Um, is it wrong to demand? He's seen me at three months to check this. I mean, it's a bit harsher. You have to demand it. I mean, I think it is normal process to, uh, to, to see patients. So do you see your own patients at a certain post-operative date? Yes, I do, Charlotte. I see patients. Well, normally the one-week appointment is done with Vicky, the clinic nurse. If I'm around, I'll pop in and say hello. Um, and then we have a normal sort of regime, if you like. And then... Um, if people have a problem, we'll see them at any time. That's the way that we work it at, at uh, my clinic. So I normally see people at six weeks, uh, then three months, then six months, then 12 months, then yearly. That's the normal regime that I will see people. But if they have a problem, I will see them any time. So uh, if you have a problem at, you know, four weeks, you know, or whatever. Um, but I think this is one of the issues with... with um, the huge variation in in particularly in price uh, and in in the quality of the the care that you're given in for the in this industry there is quite a wide variation so it is very difficult for people and unfortunately you often only realize it post-op like you are although you as, as you say you had a previous op and it was fine which is uh, unfortunate and then you say do you maybe recommend i get a plastic surgeon in the uk to check seeing as mine can't be bothered this is another problem, Charlotte, because I think you might struggle to do that because I think most plastic surgeons don't, well, I don't want to speak about others, but certainly for me, I don't really offer an aftercare service on its own. So uh, if people have surgery with someone else and then want me to take on their aftercare, I don't offer that because the way it works is that you pay for the operation and the aftercare is part of that, is included in part of that. There's not a separate price for the aftercare. So you can't get sort of a cheaper operation elsewhere and then just pay for an aftercare package here. Um, you you know, if you have a surgery somewhere, they're responsible for your aftercare. Um, so it, you would struggle probably, I would imagine, to get someone to see you. Um, and it really, the onus is on your surgeon and your whoever, you know, you did your surgery to, to look after you. But four weeks is early days, Charlotte, so maybe things will settle. Um, oh, I live in Cornwall. Charlotte's in Cornwall. Uh, I'm going to put her off. Charming lol. Uh, Charlotte, go and see James McDermott. He's local to you. Yeah, James McDermott is um, down that way, isn't he? Um, crinkly Bottom. What's he called? Um, McDermott Hall. Um, yeah, that's, that's a lovely, well, I've seen pictures of it, lovely sort of estate place he's got down there. So you could try, Charlotte. I don't know if he would see you. He might. You never know. But uh, he's certainly a very good, very well-respected plastic surgeon down down your way. So, uh, yeah, that's a good comment there from Sharon. Um, how much is a neck and lower facelift, please? Um, I don't know, Rebecca. I don't do it. I don't do that sort of stuff. Uh, Rebecca I don't do necks faces Botox fillers I just do breast and body so I don't do um 
I don't know. Maybe someone else has had one. Maybe they know on this forum. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how much a neck and lower facelift is. Um, Charlotte, that is fair enough. You can see why it's expensive in the UK, but I think I would have rather pay UK prices just to get good aftercare. You sound great with how often you see your patients. Thanks so much for applying. Yeah, you're welcome, Charlotte, and good luck. And hopefully everything will settle and uh, be okay. Um, thank you. Well, thanks for asking the question, Rebecca. I'm sorry I couldn't be more helpful. Um, what's happened over here? Miss Karina B, especially if the breast is slightly totty to start with, have unders but want them over, but worried it will make the ptosis worse. Hold on a minute. What was the original part of the question? I've lost it now. Not so. I need an assistant. Then I, I think I, I, I can't be expected to, to do this on my own, honestly, and of my caliber, really. Um, oh, that was can, can implants placed over the muscle cause a breast? To, okay, got it, got it. I'm on track now. Um, especially if the breast is slightly totty to start with. So totty means droopy, viewers. Okay, so um, have unders, but one over, but why will make the ptosis worse? No, it won't make the ptosis worse. If anything, if particularly Karina Bean, if your implant is sitting high. So if your implant is sitting a bit high because they're under the muscle, which it can do, it's not all, they're not always sit high when they're under muscle, but it's just a risk. So sometimes if the implant is sitting high and your breast is sitting low, it's not great. So one of the ways to cure that is to put them from an under to over a plane. The only thing that would worry me is that obviously someone has thought of putting them under the muscle at some point because you have them under so they must have been worried about the amount of soft tissue cover you've got they must have worried that you might be at risk of rippling etc so that would worry me thing is if someone has made the decision to put them under at some point there's obviously a reason for that now you might be suffering a complication of it and that they might be sitting high but is it are you risking that complication happening if you then go and put them on over yeah. excuse me glass water <laughs> really interesting thanks jj you're welcome miss karina bean and rosalina says thank you i wish i could like you i can't like you can i like you on oh god i can report you and i can go live with you that's all i can do on instagram oh god why are you reporting oh god i've just reported you sorry i don't want to report you hold on a minute I'll report i don't want to report I don't think I reported you, sorry. Um, uh, thank you anyway. Amy J, not a question, but still using Ask JJ, loving it. But can't wait to get my weight down and maintain so I can book in art. That is the spirit, Amy Jade. Get your weight down, get it maintained. That's the way you get your best result. So I've got a question here, preordained, first of them. That's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, night 7.30, 30 minutes of organic questions i mean you've got to be happy with that i'm happy with that by the way keep the organic questions coming especially charlotte charlotte had an essay so uh big up yourself charlotte well done so here's a question how long do implants last what i mean where'd you start with that where'd you start i mean how long do implants last i mean fair question no doubt about it obviously people want to know that but then I'm thinking, God, how do I answer that question? Um, well, I'll tell you how I answer that question. They built to last forever. So they're supposed, they've got a lifetime warranty. They're supposed to last forever. But things can happen over time. And they may need to be changed. And so I guess 
the two biggest things are rupture and capsular contracture. So rupture is less of a problem, especially with the modern implants, because they are what's called form stable or um, cohesive gel, which means if the shell fails, they keep their shape. Uh, capsular contracture is more of an issue, and the quoted figures are normally 15 to 20% at 10 years, which means one in five women at 10 years will have a hard implant. So four in five will be fine, but one in five at 10 years. So I guess that's still not asking you how long they last because you don't have to have them changed if they've gone hard. You can leave them. You know, it doesn't mean you've got to have, you know, one in five women have a hard implant, um, but that doesn't mean they have to have a change. They might be okay with it, you know, not, not bothered. So I normally say around five, because a lot of people say they've got to be changed every 10 years. I, I don't know where that comes from and it's not really a thing you know i normally say they 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 don't have to be changed at 10 years but they might start to go hard around 10 years and you might want to have it changed that's how i present it to patients now there are different types of implants the polyurethane foam ones which are less likely to go hard but i've got other issues of their own but um so they're one percent at 15 years so they're much less likely to go hard but um so therefore last longer so is that, a, is that a question? They might start to go hard around 10 years and you might want to have it changed, not need to have it changed. And that's quite an expensive operation. So it's something to factor into the situation when you're deciding whether to have implants or not. Hard, hard question to answer. I know I get critical criticized on uh, YouTube by, uh, but because they say I'm not, not answering the question, uh, but it is hard to um, give a sort of, fact you know num you know number anyway um elaine long time no see hi jj you did my implants up here around six years ago i remember you over the last few years my weight has fluctuated and not i think they have sagged could i consider enough uplift, uplift with my existing implants yes of course you can elaine yes of course you can simple answer yeah and if it, if you want me to do it absolutely fine if you don't want me to do it or if you you know moved away or anything like that elaine um, let me know and I will give you my operation note because if the person who's doing it needs to know how I did it first time, if you're having another lift. So it is important to be aware of the pedicle that we used, which is basically how your nipple was left attached. And, um, just so you know, I usually use a superior pedicle for a lift, but I um, but I could give you a, a copy of the op note or, you know, write, I'll write it in a letter or something if you're having someone else do it. But, uh, but it's absolutely fine to have another lift if you've already had a lift. Um, and uh, <clears throat> the only thing is just be careful with your weight, because obviously if you have another lift and you have more weight fluctuations, that can, you know, that can stretch the skin again. But yeah, no problem at all. Elaine, call me and we'll book you in. Precious, I heard it last 10 years. Yeah, I heard it as well, Precious, but, you know, I see people who have 15, 20 years, no problems. I see people having the five, six years and have problems. So it's, yeah, it's not a thing. <clears throat> What's happening here? Thanks, JJ. Miss Karina Bean, I think I have a handful of tissue over my implant. I've heard you need two centimeters at least for overs. Does it sound like a handful? Could be two centimeters. It's here, Miss Karina Bean. It's here. Here. This is the. <laughs> It's quite, quite a lot more than two centimeters there. This is where your two centimeter pinch. So it's not so much your breast, which is here. It's it's the pinch is here. It's a soft tissue cover here that you're looking for your two centimeters. 
So, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go trying to do that yourself, Miss Karina Bean. That's for the, that's for the surgeon to do it. But that's where they talk about two hormone hurts now. But um, yeah, that's where we pinch to see how much soft tissue cover you've got. It's in the, it's in your chest area here, rather than the actual breast itself. Um, um, Charlotte, I've been told to remove. I've been told I can remove the corset bra after six to eight weeks and move to a normal bra. However, I read somewhere that you shouldn't wear a wired bra straight away. How true is this? Does it really matter? Yeah, I mean, this is one of the ones, this is one of the thing is, uh, is a very surgeon specific Charlotte. And um, I think some people would probably be pretty flexible about it. And some people would be quite strict about it, which probably means there's no right way of doing it. And again, I just go with you what your surgeon says. Six to eight weeks sounds reasonable. Um, and, and it's a pre-standard pre thing. Uh, I normally say that the bra can irritate the scar because there's often a scar down there in the fold. There may not be if you've had a lip with implants, but there might be, and that can irritate the scar. And if it irritates the scar, then don't uh, wear the wired bra. But again, um, I think that I think the sport bra does matter in the first six to eight weeks. After that, then you know there is often still swelling, and people often like to wear the support bra, but it becomes less um, essential. <clears throat> You did a revision on one after the implant dropped slightly six months after the operations. Do I remember that, Elaine? Do you, are you one of, uh, I always say I haven't had any bottoming out, but then someone, I think it was you, yes. You had a lift with implants and I think it did bottom out. I think you're the one, uh, Elaine, yes. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's lasted six years. I'll be in touch, but please do, Elaine, and I'll be happy to see you and see what we can do. You still don't do BBL here in the UK, GB. Well, have you done that little GB? Um, I don't, Precious. Whether anyone does, they might be. It's got a bit quiet, the BBL uh, story, maybe because we're not having many meetings and things because of COVID. But I don't, Precious. Um, but, it, you know, there is mixed opinions worldwide. And I know there are people um, in other parts of the world who say that it's a good thing and it's safe and, and what have you. And it's, uh, uh, So there are mixed opinions. But I don't do it, Precious, well, not unfortunately, but is still a very potential procedure again as i say precious there's mixed opinions because there's a lot of um there are complications with a lot of surgery you know tummy tucks breast reductions breast implants there are complications um and certainly the people who do uh the brazilian butt lifts will argue that it's you know similar um they even argue that it's safer than things like tummy tuck. Um, having said that, there's no doubt there are complications with it. But as I say, there are complications with tummy tucks and other things. It's a difficult one, Precious. Um, certainly the last meeting that he had, which wasn't last year, the year before, was it even longer than that? I can't remember what it was. There, they, It was suggested we don't do them. And I haven't heard anything to the contrary. That's in terms of that's the BARPS, which is the British Association of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons. Um, whether there are other surgeons who are not in BARPS or, or, or are not, you know, whether the guidelines have been restrict, uh, really relaxed, I don't know, because it's not really something that I've been following because it's not really my thing anyway. I never did it even before. Um, I love you because you're very honest after yourself. Thank you, Precious. That's very kind. Thank you. Try my best. Expect that. Um, thank you. Um, right. Yes, I can defo punch there. Don't punch, Karina Bean. Pinch, love. 
Don't yourself, don't punch yourself. Don't say that I said punch yourself in the chest. Pinch, yeah, pinch two centimeters. It's the pinch test. Right. Oh, look at this. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> I thought it was something about pressure. I've got something about the bum thing in a minute, but anyway. Um, I want BBA, but did not want GA. What are my options? BBA, GA, TLAs, all over the place. Well, TLAs and BLAs. No. T oh, no. T T yeah, no. GA is for TLA, isn't it? TLA, three-letter abbreviation. But then I suppose GA is a two-letter abbreviation, which is still a TLA. Anyway, um, so BBA, bilateral breast augmentation, and GA, general anaesthetic. So, yeah, well, you can do it under what's called a twilight anaesthetic, uh, local anaesthetic with sedation. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Now, I've got to be honest with you, it's not like local anaesthetic. It's not like you're not awake. You're pretty sedated. You're pretty asleep. Um, but it is an option for people who don't want a GA. And uh, so, yeah, that would be an option. But don't expect to be talking during the procedure. You know, you are usually you know, pretty sedated. But yeah, definitely that would be an option. Um, hold on a minute, what's going on? Charlotte's back. When can I sleep on my side after breast implant strip breast lift? I'm a side sleeper and I'm hating not being able to sleep on my side, but at the same time, I'm too scared to do it in case the implants move. So the problem with that, Charlotte, is again, it depends on your surgeon. Because someone's obviously told you not to sleep on your side. So, I mean, basically, I would ask that person because I don't tell my patients not to sleep on their side at all. Um, I tell them to wear their bra at night or some kind of support. They're taped up for the first week. Uh, but it's not even a thing for me. But obviously, someone's told you some time, so you better ask them um, because I feel that being able to sleep is really important. So I don't have a thing about the uh, the side thing or sometimes people tell so uh, patients to sit up with a lot of pillows uh which again is not really not really something i tell people personally but that's the problem with plastic surgery it's very sort of um um non-scientific non in a way it's there's not a sort of set algorithm of you know this is how the post-op care for a breast augmentation goes you know people will use bra straight off the bat people will use tapes and dressings and support and the bra for four weeks or bra for six weeks and this bra and that bra and sit with lots of pillows lots of sleep on your side within the surgery there's lots of things that people do differently some people won't use certain medication or will use certain medication and things like that and techniques so it's it's there's no one way of doing it but the bottom line is just do what your surgeon says and i'm sorry that your surgeon's not talking to you because it's not great is it if you've had a quite a big op that is a breast lift with implants um but yeah the the slight side thing i don't tell people not to personally but that's just me um this surgeon is a bloody legend i'm not sure that, no, that was this one or your one but i want to tell me that next year maybe i'll stay in the uk and use this guy just for his banter is she talking about me? <laughs> is she talking to me or about me? Anyway, uh, oh no, um, oh no, no one has told me not to do it. I read it online. Oh, well, there you go. Well, do it then. <laughs> if no one's told you not to do it, sleep um, on your side. I'm talking about me, oh, I just talking about me, okay. Um, yeah, just sleep on your side then. Don't listen to what you read online. Just go with what, you know people tell you um 
right, where am I? Here I am. Can I have Twilight with a tummy tuck? So yeah, uh, so Twilight is the local installation thing. Simple answer is yes, you can. Personally, I feel it's pushing it a bit. I've got to be honest, I don't feel that comfortable with it. Um, I've done, I think I've only done one. I've, I've certainly done, uh, I've done one full tummy. I mean, it was a full tummy tuck with muscle repair and liposuction. So it's a proper tummy tuck. I've certainly done mini tummy tuck with, with local installation. That's different. Mini lamp with twilight, mini tummy tuck with twilights, you know, fine. But a full tummy tuck with muscle repair, I have done one. Um, but I feel it's pushing a bit. Now, all the places I work now are, they can do GA. So I would probably move more towards the GA unless there's a real thing that someone wanted it under local installation. And I would say to them, if they're on, if we did go down that road, I'd say, look, we'd have a low threshold to change to a GA if you find it uncomfortable. Because for me, it's top end of what can be done under local installation, although I know that people do do it under local anesthetic installation. Um, so I know it can be done. Um, so the answer is it can be done, but you have to find a surgeon that's comfortable with it. And I'm probably not quite there yet. I'm probably more of a bit more comfortable with GA for that. Um, and it becomes more of a thing, certainly in some of the places I've worked, you can only do local insulation. So when you can only do local insulation, you might be more inclined to think, oh, this is, you know, either, you know, if you work in a place where you can only do local insulation, you either do it under local insulation or you don't do tummy tucks. So that's a little bit of a different um, thing there. All the places I work, we can do GA, so we've got a choice. So I would be, for a tummy tuck, personally, I'd be swaying more towards a uh, GA personally, although I know it can be done and I have actually done it. But, um, but uh, that's just that's just where I am. Uh, Precious, I meet you in person before. I always say to friends who think of doing breakfast implants, Um, I'm assuming it's breast. That's some kind of bizarre autocorrect to come to you because you've done to my friend and he's the best. That's the precious. I'm going to use that testimonial, if you don't mind, on my website. If you need breakfast implants, come to this guy here because I've done Precious's friends and I'm the best. Breast implants. Yeah, I thought it was breast implants. I've, I've got that correction there, Precious. Uh, D. Finally, have a virtual consultation with you after following you for about four years. Oh, God, I, I don't let you down, D. I hope I don't let you down. God help us. The JJ Fan Club. Thank you, Khan. Thank you. Miss um, Karina Bean says, thank you so much for your time, JJ. What, are you off now, Karina? Are you off then? Because I've got some more questions here. But, yeah. Thank you for your time and thank you for your participation. If you are off, if you're not off, thank you for the thank you. And, yeah, we'll... Um, I'll, I'll get through it. it won't be won't be too much longer. Um, can I have a time that we've done that one? Do you offer bum procedures? No. No, I don't. You know, we, let's 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 be frank, shall we? We're talking breast or uh, we're talking buttock augmentation, aren't we? So um, I don't. And, and and people say I should, and I've been to meetings, and they say you should because it's like a breast, but it's on the back, and you've got the same sort of thing. And you know, well, the fat grafting isn't so good. Maybe you should do implants and stuff like that. There's a huge market for it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, the bottom, the no, the bottom line is no, I don't. Um, I'm I'm probably probably I've got to be honest with you. At the stage, I probably never will because I just you know I do what I do. I do what I'm you know. 
if someone, a surgeon came to the clinic who wanted to work, um, do that and, you know, work under my auspices, then, that, you know, I might be open to that. Um, but personally, no, I don't. But I do know that there is a, a market for it and I do know that people want it. But um, at this present time, no, I don't. This is a simple answer. There you go. That was a are you getting more dates for Droitwich? Not so many, Amy. I thought we were. We've been up and down with Droitwich, and um, they, they don't don't get me wrong. They have been good. They have been really good, and they have been helping me out and give me dates. But I would like more. Should we put it like that? Um, and we were always saying, "You want to go?" Um, I was at Parkway today, which is the one in Solihull, um, and I said to them, "You know, I'm doing less." they're doing less of the nhs stuff and you know the problem is they've got these contracts with the nhs and there's but there's nothing to say they won't renew them because i think the nhs is still um struggling basically with the waiting list and i think it will be for a long time so it is a worry um amy i've got to be honest it is a worry uh how much the private hospitals will be used and i think they might ongoing there might be ongoing contracts with those private hostels so yeah so we're not getting huge amount of days at Droid, which they have been very helpful and they have been helping me out a lot. But I would, you know, could use more dates than, they, than they're giving me. But, um, you know, yeah, hopefully things will improve. But that's where we are now. Keep on saying hopefully things will improve. Feel bad saying it all the time. But hopefully they will. I have a BMI of 32. Can I have a surgery? Can I have surgery? I've been postponed by a previous surgeon who changed their criteria to BMI of 28. Um, so that's a bummer, isn't it? Changing the criteria. So the BMI of 32. So it doesn't say what operation this is. So I'm assuming it's sort of quite a big operation, like a tummy tuck or a breast reduction or something like that. So there is um the there is some evidence to say that a BMI 30, your risk of complications is less if your BMI is less than 30. So the BMI I normally work on uh, is 30. And I say to patients, your BMI, your uh, result is going to be better because you've got less risk of complications if your BMI is less than 30. That's using the BMI as an absolute number. But I don't, it's not written in stone for me. Um, I don't have a sort of strict thing that I don't operate on people who have got BMIs above 30 because it depends on whether um, what's happening to your BMI, where the change in your BMI is, which is probably more important because if you want to lose weight, if you are unhappy with your weight, much as I'm sure you would love to have whatever it is, tummy tuck or breast reduction or, or whatever, I'm assuming it's one of these sort of bigger operations. And, and I understand the argument, say I can exercise better when I've lost weight, etc. If you can lose the weight first, you're going to get a better result. Like um, earlier, one of my patients who's had a breast lift with implants has had then weight fluctuations and maybe uh, lost some weight, and now the breasts have drooped again. So, you know, you, ideally, and I know we don't live in an ideal world, but ideally you want to avoid weight fluctuations afterwards. So if you are unhappy with your weight, much as I'm sure you would love to have surgery now, it is better to lose the weight first. And that is even if your BMI is below 30. So even if you've been minus 28, I would still say to you, look, if you, if you want to lose weight, lose weight first. Similarly, if you have had a BMI of 45 or, you know, or 40, and you've dropped that BMI down to 32, you know, massive weight loss, 
and you're happy and comfortable, you're like, I don't want to lose any more weight, I'm happy where I am, then we could have a conversation about whether you have a surgery at BMI 32 because, uh, you know, um, otherwise you might say, look, there's no point in falsely getting my BMI down to 30 or 28, which I'm not happy with, just have the surgery and then I put the weight back on again. You know, that's just not um, a good thing to do. So so it's not an absolute in my practice. I know it is an absolute in some people's practice, particularly in the NHS, and that there's absolutes where well, the NHS don't do this stuff anymore, really. But um, but it is, I'm sorry if that's been changed by another surgeon, but uh, that's where I am. I do work, broadly speaking, at BMI 30, but more importantly, so it's not like, oh, I've got my BMI below 30, I can have the surgery now. I'm like, no, no, no. Are you happy with your weight? Is your weight stable? I'd like to lose a bit more. Well, lose that, you know, lose that first, and then we'll do the surgery when you're happy and stable. You're going to get a better result. You're going to get less risk of complications, and you get a better clinical result. Let's face it, it's a once-in-a-lifetime operation, this. So you want to get it right. So do it at the right time. Um, what's this? Precious, JJ, thanks for taking time for answering all the questions. I'm sure if you do bum procedures, you would be the best, just as breast implants. Do you know what, Precious? They say, if you look, you know, you've seen these photos of these buttocks, they sort of look like a breast. So that's what this, meeting uh, a few years ago, this guy who was a breast guy who was doing buttocks, he says, but it's very similar. Um, aesthetic there but um, but thanks for those kind words precious I'll keep you posted Hannah Resoda hi JJ seeing you next week anyway but hubby wants to know if you have any kind of software which can give you a virtual idea of what you look like after surgery thanks I don't Hannah but it does exist um, I'm assuming we're talking about breast implants although actually the software works for lots of other things um, and one of the problems a bit like I was saying earlier about the post-op regimes are all different people how people uh counsel people for surgery uh is different in in terms of uh body reshaping surgery whatever it may be and anytime there's lots of different ways of doing something means there's no one good way of doing something if there's one good way of doing it we'd all just do it that way uh, probably the big one is breast implants. I don't know if it is breast implants, but let's just use that as an example. Um, and there is there is software where you can take a photo and you can morph that photo and they can even put in the implants, say, look, that's the 250cc implant, that's what it looks like and what have you. And there's software where it morphs it on the screen. There's software where you put glasses on and you look down as if you've got those implants in type thing. Um, and I'm, 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 I have looked into it, uh, Hannah. I have looked into it and... The problem with it is two things. First of all, you never know really what you're going to look like. It helps. I think it does help. But you never really know uh, what you're going to look like. And for me, I think the way I choose implants is I base it on dimensions. I base it on the width of the chest. I base it on the profile of the implant. The actual volume of the implant comes last because the shape's really important. And that's how I do it. I do it with a, a width of breast, number one, um, shape and profile implant, number two, and then size, number three. And it's in that order. And I don't really want, I think that when you get into things like these um, uh, softwares and what have you, people can, especially when they can do it at home, when people can do things at home, like the rice test, I don't talk to people about doing the rice test at all, where they can fixate on volume, they can fixate on size and i think it's really important to look at the shape now you could argue that the photos will give you the shape will give you an idea of shape but 
it's like anything. It's not, I don't want you to say, oh, look, there's my, there's the photo I want. That's how, I can't guarantee you're going to look like how that looks. So I don't use it, Hannah. I don't, it'd be really interesting to hear from people who've seen people who do use it versus people who don't use it to see what they think of it. But from a surgical point of view, and certainly speaking to surgeons who do use it, I think the main benefit of it at the moment is patients like it because it sounds good that it sounds it's almost like a marketing thing at the moment rather than a real thing to help choose an implant because i choose an implant based on what you know on, on the dimensions of your chest the software is not going to help me but it might help you but it might not because it might give you an unrealistic expectation so yeah i don't hannah but i'm not the buttock implants, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to do those. Whether I'm going to use the software, I'm, I'm not. Sh I'm, I wouldn't uh, write it off. You know, I might come on one day saying, "Hey, good news! We've got this fantastic software. It's brilliant. It's a way to do it." But at the moment, I don't think it is the way to do it. I think it is a useful tool. But um, the other thing, Anna, is it takes so long to do a breast implant consultation. If you start getting into this, that's going to elongate the consultation even more. Uh, but that's not the main reason, to be honest with you. I don't mind that so much. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm open to suggestions on that one, Hannah. But at the moment, I'm not I'm not into it as it stands. But I look forward to seeing you next week, and I'll, I'll see what you think about it, see what you think about the way I do it anyway. Um, Precious, with vascular problems, is it safe to do a breast implants, JJ, or any other surgery, JJ? What sort of vascular problems, Precious? That's the question on that one. What are we talking here? What are we talking? Oh God, has people said stuff on Instagram? Have I? Oh, no, sorry. Um, it depends, Precious, on what vascular problems you're talking about. So basically, in general terms, if someone's got problems with another system or, you know, with, with vascular problems or kidney or liver or something like that, we would normally talk to the, the doctor who's looking after your problems. So the, the doctor who's talk, looking after your vascular problems and say, um, we think you're doing breast implants, is that okay? There's no specific problem with vascular problems and breast implants, if that's what you're asking. No, I don't think there's any specific link. But just in general terms, if people have got other medical illnesses, we would have to put that into the balance when we're deciding whether they do so we do surgery or not. Amy, I'll have to wait patiently for my belt lipectomy. Big op, Amy. That is a big op. Oh, you're asking about joint, which, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Amy. Keep, keep keep your chin up hannah tt and bba yeah tt not quite so so hannah's talking about the um software tta not quite uh, sorry tummy tuck not quite so much but definitely bba um it is a thing for bba i think the other the way that the software is really um used is rhinoplasty which i don't do but i think rhinoplasty is another one but again and I've seen arguments both ways. You know, a lot of surgeons worry about people, you know, sculpting, for instance, a nose or a breast on a software to how the patient wants it to look and then not delivering that. You know, it's like, hmm. But I think, you know, I'm not sure how, how strong an argument that is because I think you've got to, anything you do is, is an approximation. You've got to stress is an approximation of what could be achieved. Um, but as I say, I personally don't see the need to it, but I do think patients would, um would like it and i think if i did get it um then i think patients would like it the other thing hannah just to just to 
get in get behind the scenes on it there's different types of software you can get um for this uh, morphing software and the one that i liked i think it's about forty thousand pounds i think there is one which is about a thousand pounds or something that clips onto an ipad things and it's quite easy um but but the um there's much more expensive ones and a friend of mine's got one which is two hundred and fifty thousand pounds quarter of a million pounds it's a it's a thing that does a 3d image of your whole body um only one in the country i think um in uh, south wales um so yeah anthony mcquillan's his name so if you want a 3d picture of your body good for mole mapping and stuff um anyway so yeah that's where i am on that one hannah um right what we've got talk me through tummy tuck and how long can you stay in right salma hospital how long can you stay in hospital or how long do you need to stay in hospital? So usually it's a one night tummy tuck. It's, um, I, usually, I use drains for tummy tuck. So the drains come out the next day, usually. And then if you feel up to it and you're up and about, then you go home the next day. Sometimes two nights if you're not feeling up to it, the drains take longer or whatever. But one night is sort of normal for a tummy tuck. But it's, you know, two nights or even three nights is not unheard of. But, um, yeah. Is that enough of talking through? I don't feel like I've talked you through a tummy tuck there, but anyway. Come back at me, Salma. Come back at me if you want me to talk more. Uh, where are we at? Do we do ear folds? No, we don't. We used to. We had a guy called Mark Lloyd who did ear fold. So ear fold is a little metal clip that goes on your ear for prominent ears. And um, there's, a, there's a way of treating prominent ears, which we do do. Um, not so much me, but the other guys in the clinic do. Um, so we do treat prominent ears using the traditional method, which is scoring the cartilage. But there's a relatively recent um, uh, invention invented by a plastic surgeon, actually, which is a little metal clip that you put underneath the skin, um, just on the fold of the ear to create the, the ear, uh, to, to create that fold, the, uh, the antelical fold, which is that fold of the ear there, where people with a prominent ear don't have it. Um, and I was very excited about it, and I um, I did a web page on it and things like that. Now the web page isn't actually accessible from my um, from my uh, website, but I think if you Google it, it does come up. So we do get quite a lot of people asking about it, but um, which is a bit awkward because we don't do it anymore because there's only a certain a certain number of people who do it in the country, and Mark Lloyd was one of them because he was a uh, he specialised in ear reconstruction in the uh, in the children's hospital. But then uh, he he wanted to make his um, uh, focus his work down in London, so he no longer works in the clinic. So we don't do it anymore, unfortunately. So uh, so no, we don't do ear folds, but we do do prominent ears with an anterior scoring, with a which is a more comprehensive way of of, uh, of uh, sculpting the ear. So ear fold is only really for a select group of patients who have a um, a problem with that uh, uh, specific area. If you want, you know, uh, you can use the sculpting technique for any um, prominent ear. But nevertheless, I think it is, a, you know, it did seem to be a good option. And we were quite excited about it when we when, um, started. But then Mark left. So um, we don't do ear fold anymore. So hey ho. Hi, Jess. Uh, nice to see you. Good to see you're up and upbeat tonight. Come on. What time is it? Eight o'clock. It's quite late, isn't it? Quite late. I'm still going. I'm still going. I've got a few questions here, but please um, ask if you've got anything. But the question I've got here, actually, only got two left. So get them in, you know. Get them in. What happens here on Instagram? What's this? Oh, that's the sunglasses and stuff. 
Can I do the stickers? Oh God, camera roll. Uh, I wonder if I could do that sticker that says ask a question. No, okay, never mind. Um, what's that? Better not mess too much. Oh, I think I turned my camera off. Okay, right, I'll stop pressing those buttons. Um, guide, I missed the start. Jesse, I missed anything. Yeah, I missed anything. You can replay it, can't you? IGTV, I think you can somehow replay it. Don't worry. Anyone we'll back next week? Anyway, we're still, I'm still going. I'm still going. Look, Laura's only just joined. You're not as late as Laura. Um, is there a charge for different silicone implants? Silicone spelt wrong. Never mind. Another surgeon I've seen quoted me silicone spelt wrong both times. Anyway uh rise above it another surgeon i've seen quoted me different prices for silicone implants so um just for the viewers on facebook and instagram uh not on instagram on youtube do the little things come up on youtube if this does come up on youtube silicone's only got one l so um anyway so is we don't charge a different amount for silicone implants uh we charge we got two prices for implants one for polyurethane one for silicone I, having said that, I think there is, well, there is a different price for implants. So teardrop implants, for instance, are more expensive than round implants, but we don't charge differently for teardrop around. We used to, because the hospitals used to, but they don't anymore. So we don't. So yeah, it used to be that teardrop implants were more expensive. Well, I think they are still more expensive, but I guess you know we just absorb the cost now, um, and we don't we don't pass it on because I think it's too confusing. You have a teardrop, and you have a round, and you have a polyurethane and a silicone, and it just gets too confusing. So there's only two prices: polyurethane and silicone. So the, all the different types of silicone implants. So there's smooth, there's micro textured, and there's macro textured, and there's teardrop and round. They're all the same price, although the teardrop and round only come in the macro textured. You can't get teardrop implants in the smooth and the micro textured because they don't adhere and they would flip around but um but yeah so f f in my practice there is no different price for the different types of silicone implants although if another surgeon is quoting different prices i can understand why because the manufacturers do charge a different amount they charge a bit more for teardrop implants and there's more risk of complications with teardrop implants so you could argue that there is a reason to charge more because you might need revision so there might be a justification there to charge more for teardrop i think they they could be a justification to charge more for teardrop but we don't uh salma basically are you gonna get a tummy tuck but i'm terrified salma were you the one who was asking about the um the um ga thing are you terrified about the ga and having done a local insulation or are you just terrified about the whole thing well um, either way, it's a big op, Selma. Tummy tuck's a big op. And, um, you know, I think everybody having one is is going to be, you know, concerned. But it's the only way you can tighten that skin. That's the problem. Um, so, yeah, whole thing, yeah. It depends on how much of a problem it is for you, Selma. That's the answer. You know, if it's a big problem for you, if that loose skin is a big problem, you don't like it, then the the benefits will outweigh the, the, the downsides. But if it's not a big problem for you and you're really worried about it, and you're terrified and the whole thing, all crikey, I'm like, well, don't have it. Carry on. No risk of complications. Cheap. Free. 
Um, you know, so that's that's the way to think of it. There's always an option not to have it. But then when you say don't have it, then people say, yeah, but I hate this and I can't live like it. Well, have it then. Well, yeah, but I worry about it. So it's about balancing it, basically. I don't think that's been very helpful, has it? Might have to work on that. Um, anyway, yeah. It, it's a big op. It's a big op, Salma. And you have to go in informed and make a balanced decision. But I think you'll find that anyone having a tummy tuck will accept as a big op. And if you are you sorry if I don't, if, if you are my patient, Salma, we can put you in touch with somebody's had it done. That can sometimes be helpful to, um, you know, that might help. Jess, looking forward to meeting you tomorrow. I am looking forward to meeting you tomorrow, Jess, very much so. So, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a good day tomorrow. Um, here we go. Last question here in, in, my, um, in my repertoire. Do we treat cysts located on the finger connected to ligaments? I know what you're talking about there. What you're talking about there is ganglion. And yeah, correct to think that plastic surgeons treat that because they do. We do do hand surgery. And there are some plastic surgeons who specialize in hands. There's a few um, subspecialties within plastic surgery of which hands is quite a big subspecialty. And so plastic surgeons do treat ganglions, which assists on the, on the joints, which can be on the fingers and also in the wrist. Um, but we don't do it at the clinic. None of us at the clinic are hand specialists. Um, so we do not treat uh, ganglions or these cysts. We treat cysts, so cysts of the face and on the body, but we don't treat cysts on, uh, uh, it says here connected to the ligaments. They're not connected to the ligaments, they're connected to the joints. So you get them at the distal phalangeal joints, get them at the wrist, um, you can get them here on the wrist. So um, yeah, that is a, a specific thing that plastic surgeons would treat, but um, that you need um, particular equipment to do it. You need a tourniquet and things like that, which um, which we don't have at the clinic because we don't really do a huge amount of hand surgery <clears throat> slash any hand surgery, really. We just do moles and cysts. Well, if you had a mole on your hand or a tattoo on your hand, we might do it, but um, we don't do like, you know, that sort of hand surgery. So no, we don't. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, plastic, look for a plastic surgeon who specializes in hands. Off the top of my head, I'm going to say Darren Chester works in Droitwich. So he might be able to help. Uh, lovely guy. He specializes in hands. Um, and there will be loads of plastic surgeons who specialize in hands. And I apologize for everyone else that I've forgotten. But um, yeah, Darren's a good guy. Right. Chimini Winter. Hey, how are you? I'm booked in for reduction in October. A thought popped into my head today. How long after surgery would I need to wait before I can drive again? Well, a... Reduction is a big op, my friend. I think you know that. Um, so I normally say two to three weeks. It varies from person to person. Uh, some people, re you know, recover really quickly. Some people would take longer, particularly for reduction down that T-junction. You can have a wound, problems can feel a bit tight. Obviously, you have to wear a seatbelt. You have to wear a seatbelt on the way home from the operation. So you have to, obviously have to wear a seatbelt straight off the bat. But at two weeks, you might be okay to do little bits and bobs um three weeks is safer um after the first week you'll come back have all the tapes removed they'll be a bit swollen be a bit tight and i don't think you're gonna feel like it after the first week i've got to be honest with you but um i think two weeks is often okay sometimes you've got to check with your insurance company because they might say a certain amount of time after surgery car insurance that is or they might say it's up to the doctor but if it's up to the doctor then um yeah two weeks is normal you'll see vicky at one week um, and then we'll see how you're healing. 
Uh, and as I say, two weeks is normal as long as it's a sort of short trips and build it up. I thought that might be the case, not a problem. I'll just have to get the hubby to carry about. Absolutely, doctor's orders, doctor's orders. Didn't think about that. Yeah, doctor's orders and just take it easy for the first couple of weeks and then and then slowly get back into it is what I would say. But we'll be we'll be with you and you can always drop us an email, give us a ring at the two week mark if you're not sure or what have you. So, um, yeah, but looking forward to it. when is it October? Looking forward to it. Mm. Not long. Not long now. Um, what's happened there? Makes perfect sense. Do you do tummy tucks under L.A.? Um, Nicole, where were you earlier, girl? Come on, girl. Where were you? We've done this one. Um, how would I answer that? It can be done under LA, uh, Nicole. Well, let's be clear here. Not under LA. LA is local anesthetic. It's local anesthetic with sedation. And you're pretty heavily sedated, so you are not awake. You're pretty heavily sedated. Now, all the operations I, um, all the hospitals I work in have the facility to do GA. And I've got to be honest with you, I feel more comfortable doing a tummy tuck under GA. I do. I have done them under LA. I say I've done them under LA. I think I've done one full tummy tuck. I think I've only done one full tummy tuck with lipo, with muscle repair. You know, a mini tummy tuck is a different kettle of fish. Um, but a full tummy tuck is quite a big deal to do under a local with station. Unless, and when you are in a station, you're quite heavily sedated. Um, so I've got to be honest, I would probably veer more towards GA. For a full tummy tuck but having said that it can be done under local insulation and there are a lot of people who are doing it and getting good results and doing it safely etc so it is not you know outside the realms but for me personally it's top end of what can be done under local insulation and i'll probably be veering more towards ga although i have done it under local insulation and it was fine but you know it's, it is quite a big deal for, for that uh, but certainly something we could discuss uh, Laura Jones, I think I should know this, but just went to double check, please. What's the recovery time for breast augmentation? Depends what you're doing, Laura Jones. So I normally say the first week you don't feel like much. Uh, with the driving thing, you might be okay after the first week. Uh, again, you have to wear a seatbelt, etc. And you've got a supportive bra on. But driving, you might be okay after the first week. Um, two weeks will probably be safer, but you might be all right after the first week to do, again, short trips. Um Second week, you'll be feeling doing better doing email, stuff like that. If you're doing the gym, I normally say lower body after two weeks, which means the uh, exercise bike um, and the cross trainer and things like that. And then nothing too much with your upper body for about four to six weeks. So at least a month before you're doing anything with your upper body, bra day and night for a month. And then especially if your job does heavy lifting and stuff, not for a month. So if your job does heavy lifting, what we can often say is like, um, usually like usually like two weeks off and then followed by two weeks light duties or phase return to just sort of bring you into it and then after four to six weeks you can start getting into the heavy stuff uh, and it has a few months for everything to set, settle in terms of the shape and, and what the swelling or what have you it does take a few months almost like three months before that really starts to settle so it does take a long time for everything to settle after a breast augmentation how's that Thank you. Thank you for asking the question, Laura. Um, so I don't know about you, but I'm going to be here next week, seven o'clock, uh, to answer more questions. Please keep bringing the questions on because I'm loving it. You're you're keeping it going. This uh, it really does um, does help when you when you particip participate and ask questions. So thank you to everyone who's asked questions. 
both prior to this and also during this. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to message me. I will message you back with the answer, but I will also talk about it here if you want. And um, I'll be waiting and I will see you next week at seven o'clock. Have a lovely evening. Get Let's go watch those Olympics because we're doing well, aren't we? Uh, and um, and I will look forward to seeing you then. 7 p.m. right here. Have a lovely evening. Night. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.